What are you guys laughing at? All right, there, yeah. Marty McFly. <laughs> Marty uh, McFly. <laughs> No, today is November 17th. When we're at full strength, we have time-traveling capabilities, my friends. Tomorrow will be. This will be airing, like, the day after, so that's what we're playing with. So, uh, yesterday, in Futureland... Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland. Walt Disney. We transcend time here with the Forefathers podcast. Uh, And space. And space. Forefathers podcast is an opportunity to join the conversation and friendship of four priests of the Diocese of St. Petersburg. Through their families, formation, and ministry, they grapple with the realities that confront us all. Each episode, they'll respond to a question which they've faced in their own lives and which we often face in ours. Spirit FM is happy to present the Forefathers. Hello, you're listening to the Four Fathers podcast, and we actually do. We have four fathers this episode. I'm Father Chuck Dornquist. I'm Father Justin Pasquier. I'm Father Alex Padilla. I am Father Kyle Smith. And uh, I'm excited because uh, yesterday was the first Sunday of Advent, which is an exciting time of the liturgical year. Um, it, we just started the new liturgical year. It's uh, a time of preparation. H- however, it's also somewhat of a time that's been uh, taken over. And dominated by by commercialism, by stores, by shopping, by, by Christmas, by Christmas, poking itself into <laughs> October, man. Christmas, show your show some respect. You start December twenty fifth, not not October thirty first. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I thought we'd talk a little bit about uh, Advent, uh, why we celebrate it, what it is, um, and, and some of the ways that uh, that that you guys celebrate it in your personal lives, prayer lives, and how we might recommend parishioners to enter more deeply into Advent. All right. Well, you know, I'm going to, I guess, take the ball on this one because everyone's quiet. Now. This is a rare moment in the podcast. Uh, well, I look at the, the kind of four dimensions, and I, we kind of look at in in the uh, in the Advent and the in the lighting of the wreath, uh, the hope, love, joy, and peace. And as we uh, go through the Advent season, what do we look at first? Well, we look at uh, the second coming. Not the first coming, but the second coming of Christ. And, and if you look at your readings, you hear over and over again how uh, how we are preparing for this second coming of Christ. If we look again in the following weeks again to the second coming of Christ, we, we don't really generally hear about the coming of Christ until the third Sunday, and that's when we start talking about John the Baptist and all this sort of stuff. So, so for me, that's something we have to kind of be mindful of, and and I have to say, I maybe I'm painting myself with a, a negative paintbrush here, but that's something I never thought about in, in pre-seminary days, much less uh, maybe even pre-priesthood days, this coming of Christ and uh, the second coming emphasis. And then this, this course naturally points us to the first coming and then prepares us for Christmas on the 25th of December, not on October 31st. But uh, that's something I think we have to keep in mind is that... Uh, all, all this, anything about the Christ is, of course, you know, centered in the resurrection and preparing ourselves always for the second coming. So I think that's something I, I have to kind of continue to remind myself. And, and uh, blessedly, as we're at, you know, during the end of the liturgical year, what do we look at? We look at the end times, the eschatological events, if you can pronounce that. Ooh, eschatological. Yeah, so we, you know, these end times, the studies of the end times, if you need a translation on that one. They kind of painted around it and pushed it around there a second. So end times, eschatology, eschatology. All right, definitions of the day. Eschaton, yes. And so I think that's something, you know, what I think that's something we need to pause and reflect, not about buying the next Taylor Swift album or whatever you might be doing for Christmas, Reflecting, 
Are you ready for the end of time? Are you ready for the second coming of Christ? And in that readiness for the second coming of Christ, or will you celebrate in the first coming of Christ? So that's something I try to kind of bring to mm. bring my mindfulness during the season of Advent. Yeah, you know, kind of bouncing off what you said, we kind of find ourselves, as some of my professors back at uh, at the university would say, between the already and not yet. And I think kind of Advent and going into Christmas really, we're really living that reality out. The already Christ was actually born. He actually was born a few thousand, you know, 2,000 something years ago. All right. And now we're waiting for his second coming. And so we have to, we're kind of caught in that tension. The idea of we're celebrating his birth and what that means for us salvifically, right? And the fact that his grace does come into our life, that we can have a relationship with him. He was a real person. And yet also looking forward to his second coming and preparing ourselves for that. So in one hand, rejoicing at his first and and really just entering into that joy, really entering that joy. It's probably the happiest month of the year for almost anyone, I, I would I would assume, right? December, maybe not for you, Father Kyle. I worked, I worked at Publix for a long time. <laughs> From early November through end of December was not the happiest time for any young man who worked as a stock at Publix. So Fair. It's a time of where we're going to have enough cranberry sauce to get us through the year. So. My apologies for the overgeneralization. <laughs> cranberry sauce. But yes. at least for me, it was always a joyful time. It was always a joyful time to look forward to this celebration. And then now, kind of you know, bouncing off what you said again, is, yeah, now that I've been after seminary, after kind of going through all the theology and the preparation, I have really thought like, yeah, I never really kind of looked at it as a preparation for the future and kind of, you know, kind of preparing myself and anticipating and looking forward to that, you know. Um, I want to enter into that joy and also kind of think of, all right, well, his, his birthday that we celebrate now, we celebrate the past in anticipation, looking forward to the future. And that's a tension that we have to live out and that I try to live out and kind of, you know, especially in preparing, for, you know, for this talk and kind of thinking about it, it's like, yeah, wow, like we really do have kind of with the balance this holiday out and being joyful in the moment and then looking forward to the future. There's about three themes I usually touch on during the Advent season. Uh, one is the, the second coming, you know, that this definitive meeting with Jesus is either he's going to show up here or I'm going to show up there. Like that's how that's going to play out. <laughs> Um, My turf are yours, Jesus. You make the move. <laughs> you, you get to decide. It's like a gang fight. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so he's he's gonna win. <laughs> yeah. So you know, kind of wrestling with that that reality, kind of keeping that in front of us. Uh, you know, as as a reminder in this season. But I would say when we when we think of that, it becomes something uh, terrifying. Uh, I'm not really ready. Uh, I've got other things to do. This is, you know, like the the Jesus is coming to so look busy kind of idea. It's like judgment day is going to dawn, and it's something I need to be afraid of. Uh, but I, I, I find it so fascinating that we put it in this joyful season of Christmas. Uh, it's like, why why is this something to be fearful of, but uh, this is something to rejoice? Um, and that the, the second kind of theme I usually go into is uh, Jesus is going to show up in your day. Like He's real. He's alive now. You have a relationship with him. Uh, how easy it is to miss it. Uh, there, mm. there wasn't the whole world stopping and noticing this baby born in a manger 2,000 years ago, but that uh, like he showed up. Uh, can I recognize the signs of my own time to recognize 
Christ's presence in my life now, uh, and that this is something to be joyful for, uh, that it, I can be attentive and watching for something very subtle, and yet the very cause of my joy. And so how do I learn how to do that? Well, by remembering, how did Jesus show up before? Uh, you know, He didn't show up on uh, clouds of thunder and in front of an army, uh, but in a manger, uh, the man walking uh, along the seashore, come follow me. Uh, the one you met at a table, the one who called you from the, the tax collector's desk, like how Jesus enters into your life, like how to recognize uh, those moments, because that that's mm-hmm. the, yes, something definitive is going to happen. Uh, and I got to remember that, but there's also the today part of it. And so that my remembering it becomes uh, me being more aware to receive Christ when he shows up. That was beautiful. Thank you. Wow. So uh, I want to turn to the catechism, which I find also beautiful. Uh, but on uh, two episodes in a row, two episodes in a row using that CCC. Not Father Chuck's a company man. Catholic. He's a yeah. he's a company man. He's got the book. He's <laughs> got the book so uh, uh, so catechism chapters uh, uh, paragraph sorry paragraph five twenty two, uh, the coming of God's Son to Earth is an event of such immensity that God willed to prepare for it over centuries. He makes everything converge on Christ. All the rituals and sacrifices, figures and symbols of the first covenant. He announces him through the mouths of the prophets who succeeded one another in Israel. Moreover, he awakens in the hearts of the pagans a dim expectation <laughs> of his coming. Kyle likes that word pagan. <laughs> and then five as a, a goyim myself. I'm a goyim. A big fan of pagans. <laughs> and then uh, paragraph five twenty four. When the church celebrates the liturgy of Advent each year, she makes present this ancient expectancy of the Messiah. For by sharing in the long preparation for the Savior's first coming, the faithful renew their ardent desire for his second coming. By celebrating the precursor's birth, uh, John the Baptist, uh, birth and martyrdom, the church unites herself to his desire. He must increase but I must decrease. Uh, I like looking at Advent as a time in which we allow and recognize our desire for a Savior to come to the forefront. Um, uh, and it's lately I've been uh, recognizing in my own self and my mistakes or shortcomings, like, you know, thank God that I, I need a Savior. <laughs> I absolutely I need a Messiah. Family difficulties, my own mistakes at work, struggles or whatever in the parish, uh, to say, you know, Lord, thank you. I, I need you. I need I need you as a savior, and to to grow that desire. Uh, if if we look at it like Advent being a, a microcosm of all of salvation history up into the point of Jesus Christ, I mean, the yearning and the desire for the Israelites, the the experiences, the expectations, the misinterpretations, the failures, all leading to that that growth of a desire for Jesus, uh, and and Advent is our opportunity. To experience that, and and I would say to the extent that we enter into it, and the extent that we allow ourselves to thirst and to hunger and to desire for a savior and to recognize our need for him, to that extent, Christmas will have all the more beauty, all the more joy, all the more wonderful. But Father Kyle, I think you're absolutely right. Christmas needs to stay to itself. December twenty fifth is Christmas because we look like a bunch of psychopaths when we're celebrating Christmas <laughs> for like the next two weeks everyone else has packed it up and yeah. they're done because they, they've been doing it since October and the Catholics are just trucking along until sometime in the middle of January with Christmas so yeah. come on Christmas show some respect <laughs> stick to your time in the calendar hold your own
Don't go anywhere. We've got more from the forefathers in a moment. But first, a word from our sponsor. Hey, Father Kyle. Yes, Father Chuck. Smell my beard. You smell delightful. You smell like the coming of Christ. Not once, but twice. Whoa. So, uh, Catholic Beard Bomb, uh, a beard bomb company I like a lot, uh, the sponsors youth ministry I was, they have an Advent uh, Advent fragrance uh, that, that I like a lot. It's it's like cinnamony, and I don't know what it is. So, uh, Aren't Catholic, they called Catholic Bomb now? Catholic Bomb? Yes. Is it just Catholic? Yeah. Yeah, they dropped the beard in. Oh, that's right, because they're also doing like lotion bars. And yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Catholic Bomb, I, I love the stuff. And how do you spell Catholic Bomb? C a t h o l i c b a l m. Like there's a balm in Gilead. There is a balm. No, 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 that. no, I got you. I got you. Don't mind me. Don't mind me. Catholic beard balm. Catholic balm or Catholic balm or balm. We just went over this. This got set up for a weird question about how Father Chuck's beard smells on the furthest away from him right now. (laughs) That was not advertising synergy, but it'll work, I guess. You smell like the coming of Christ. (laughs) No, once but twice. (laughs) So, uh, what what are some things that you guys plan to do um, in in preparations for uh, for Advent? So it'll be the first Sunday of Advent, right? The Bucks will be playing the Green Bay Packers that Sunday. I was supposed to go to that game. A, a friend of mine, though, is getting married. Uh, I was going to travel with the team, but I'm I'm going to a friend of mine's wedding. Preaching is. I'm super excited about it. Uh, oh, oh, that was that would have been yesterday. That would have been two days ago. Podcast land wise. So, so oh, Davis man. Watts will be married a whole forty eight hours at this Woo! point. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, first Sunday of Advent, uh, Pack vs. Green Bay. Or Pack, Pack vs. Green Bay, that's the, Pack best, Green the best thing the Bucks can hope I'm for. I'm such a... <laughs> 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 Pack vs. Tampa Bay. All right, Bay. the turret on each other. So, yeah, um, what are some of the things that you guys intend to do for Advent? So, wait, wait, wait. wait. Uh, let's, 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 let's go... Uh, Green Bay going to win or they're going to lose? Oh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers looking into the future from this point. I think we're going to pull our act together. Or, or, or you're looking into the past no. at that point. At that, so. Yeah, but from here. The, I, I think, you know, I want <laughs> as a man of faith, I want to say Green Bay loses. Yeah. yeah. I think Tampa I'm, Bay. I'm hopeful. I think well, we pull not, our stuff together. Not surprised one way or the other. Like the second coming of Christ, something's going to happen. But again, I'm like, I'm a company man. I have to say, the Bucks are going to win. Yeah, would you would you have gotten fired if you would have said <laughs> well, Packers? Actually, I, don't, I don't think so, but I, oh, I think good. I would have. Um, does someone some, like does one of the guys, general managers listen to this podcast? <laughs> some, some of the coaches have told me that they've listened to it, and I've recommended it to the guys. Oh, geez, but, now they think I'm some kind of book hater. Ha, uh, guys, I it, mean, you're never going to be invited to again. You get get. <laughs> you I'm, can I'm, call Bucks chaplaincy off the list of potential. I've loved you for 34 you years, and you've shown me only one good year, guys. So... Uh, <laughs> Just being real, I wish there were some, and that's not your fault. That's other people's. You were small children uh, when this all happened. But uh, so the Bucks a lot of pain there, guys. There's a lot of pain. The Bucks make a good analogy for like that desire for a savior. Will there know? be a se- Will there be a second? Too? <laughs> will there be a second? Will there be a second coming? Not this year. Maybe next year. Sorry. So what would the? Yeah, sorry, Father Chuck. I completely threw you off with my bucket in your top. So yeah, uh, practices. <laughs> they need more. <laughs> All right, I'm done. <laughs> One of my practices would be nicer to the Buccaneers and Father Carr. So, but Father Carr, you had mentioned fasting in Advent. Yes, yeah. and, and, and something they, they, a thing. Yeah. yeah, 
you know, one of the, some of the ancient fathers used to call Advent the little Lent. And so we have to look at that. Uh, what do we do in Lent? Do we, do we, 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 we kind of uh, take away some of the things that might make our life a little bit comfortable. And, and I think that's something, an excellent opportunity, not only to give things away, but to be mindful of, of being charitable. How, I mean, how many wonderful chances are there? I can, and we're, I mean, we're future Advent time, wherever we're at in this quasi space and time continuum. Uh, I know, at least <laughs> even at St. Leo right now, we have Christmas trees that were being set up for gifts to the less fortunate. There are a multitude of organizations that are looking for your generosity at this time. And so why not sacrifice a little bit? Why not give yourself one last gift, if that's the kind of thing that you do, or give your family one last gift and see if you can't be uh, mindful to care for the other. And I know I am woefully defective in this, but uh, that's something I, I try to be mindful of, to uh, to be a little more charitable than I, I am. And maybe that's more charitable not only in my, my monetary donations, but also my respect for those who I maybe give a hard time to. Like the Bucks. Stuff. Like the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. Pet, copyright, rights reserved. Father Padilla. And, 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 of course, a lot of other people that I give a hard time to, the city of Rome, a few, a few, <laughs> of, the, a few of my other uh, entities that I, I struggle with. So... Uh, <laughs> be mind. I ought to try to be mindful of that in this upcoming <laughs> Advent season. Uh, you know, I I don't want to be like contrarian or kind of rain on any like the, any of the parades here, or like kind of position myself against the early church fathers. But I don't like the idea personally. Don't like the idea of like Advent as kind of like a penitential season. Ah. In the kind of my everyday experience of my own personal life, and you know, kind of being blessed to kind of walk in the lives of so many other people here in the diocese and, and even, you know, back into my uh, my beloved city of Rome, Father Kyle. Um, lives are difficult. Lives are hard. Uh, there's a lot of pain and suffering and almost penance imposed on people by the demands of life and by the difficulties faced. And so I personally, this is coming from me as a, as a priest especially, is I like to focus on making it a time of joy because, you know, once again, it's, it's one of the only moments where we have an extended period of anticipation and joy and happiness. And so for me... I kind of look at it as more of a, a season to really be be thankful. It's it's beautiful. It happens right after Thanksgiving, and we go to a great celebration where we recognize otherness. And so I think, I know I like to focus and emphasize the joyful aspect of it. The so, time to be kind of be happy and kind so of take a, a break. What's a way to do from, that? What's Treat a way yourself. to do that? <clears throat> I think that's a, Treat I, yourself. <laughs> what, no, no. Actually, I mean that's a good that's a good point. That's you know kind of self gifting is probably not the best way to celebrate this. But I think kind of what you said, Father Kyle, is a great idea. Is do something nice for for people. Kind of give back, pay it forward, and you know kind of use that that little uh, that little phrase. I, I met someone a, a few days ago at the parish in the school who every Advent one each day they do one small thing for someone less fortunate. Mm. They as a family whether it's buying them a gift or buying them a tree or giving them food or doing something. And that's something, and it's kind of a reminder to all of them that one, they have many things to be thankful for and have received many blessings, but then also to not be so focused on themselves and to go out as Christ did, as God did to go out and, and do good and kind of bring a sense of joy to other people and not even just a sense of it, concretely do something good for people and not turn in on themselves. You know, we, we look at Christmas, especially as like a time where we receive all the gifts, but you know, I think that beautiful practice of doing something good for someone, you don't receive, you, you give, and it's in giving that you receive something much more back. I feel like someone said that before. Yeah. Father Justin. Something I was thinking about is uh, something that coincides with <laughs> Advent's. 
is the two-edged sword of family. In the, <laughs> yeah. in, the in the the great gift of celibacy. <laughs> in, in that you know, this is a season where families get together, and and it's so much uh, gratitude and joy. Uh, but I know for a lot of people, it will be a place of struggle. Mm. Uh, in that that to acknowledge the struggle as something real that that's a part of it, and it's like. You know, I love my family, but you know, some sometimes you know, can talk to people after Christmas, and and they're like, "Well, it's eleven months before I have to go through that again." You know, and it's you know, in that it's a it's a kind of a, a struggle there. And I, I would say uh, a way of thinking about your uh, maybe your penance and joy uh, is in, in how we approach our family is kind of even recognizing, okay, well, we're not a perfect family. We got our struggles. We got our issues. Uh, acknowledging that beforehand uh, to be real about that when when it's time to sit down for dinner uh, but then also like an exercise of gratitude um, you know to sit down and, and thank the Lord for for the gift of family and and you know how powerful that is at kind of changing our, our perspective and attitude uh, when when spending that time and yeah there'll be kind of the, the, the bumping and bringing up old hurts that can happen when uh, kind of family all gets together but then bring that into your prayer. Uh, allow the Lord to uh, to continue to speak to that and to love you in, in those hurts. And so uh, that I think that's a, a very powerful way of, of kind of being with family through the season of Advent. Yeah, I think for me, it's, uh, I'm going to focus on trying to give like more, more space and time uh, to the Lord during Advent um, and, and being more patient. For me, it's, it's a really good penance is, um, to um to perhaps drive a little less aggressively or let's say to take more time uh getting from one destination to the to the next while driving uh and and to to practice that and to 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 practice with that patience um for for getting to places on time allowing that space uh but also i I think we have an incredible gift in the rosary uh and especially Mm -hmm. the joyful mysteries of the rosary and uh as a family you know to maybe once a week Twice a week to, to be able to meditate on them, uh, to pray it, to meditate on the mysteries of, of the joyful uh, rosary. Joyful mysteries. Joyful mysteries of the rosary. Uh, I, I think that's it's it's a beautiful way to enter into the reflections. Of course, doing an Advent wreath, uh, Advent calendars, uh, Las Posadas uh, for anyone with an Hispanic heritage or Hispanic stuff in the parish. Just finding a way. Here to explain that to us, Father. For yeah, that, so Las Posadas is uh, it's a novena, so nine days and just before Christmas. Uh, it's a Colombian tradition, but it's in a few other uh, places that they, they families gather and there's like a little uh, compartir, so they're sharing food, a uh, potluck, um, and and it's prayers and, and praying a rosary and and it's a beautiful way that families come together to to prepare for Christmas. So to find in, in your parish or local community. Where that type of stuff is happening. And uh, from our from us, the Forefathers, hope you have a joyful advent. You can interact with the Forefathers and submit questions for future episodes at Facebook.com slash DOSP Forefathers Podcast. That's DOSP the number four Fathers Podcast. The Forefathers Podcast is brought to you by Spirit FM 90.5 in Tampa, a radio broadcast ministry dedicated to bringing the community hope through hit Christian music and sharing the light of Christ through the fullness of the Catholic faith. You can listen online at myspiritfm.com or get our free app by searching My Spirit FM on Google Play and at the App Store.